0: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening
1: to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and with me, I have Richard Latta. What's going on, sir?
0: I have one of the strongest minds that I've ever known.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) When you heard, when you you read or heard that line, bruh, when you read or heard that line, did your mind go right where mine went where I was like, this sounds like the shit that like Sid was trying to say before he said, (laughs) I have half the brains that you (laughs) do?
0: Yo, when I heard that shit, I was like, yo. This shit's getting meme to oblivion. Like, I'm about to use this line on one day's radio. That's how I'm enter- opening the show. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm chilling. Just uh, just dropped a song yesterday. First song put out in a long time. And we had a busy weekend here. Uh, so if you guys haven't heard it, type in, "say me, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music, Rich Latta, check it out. But, yeah, man. The shit we gotta talk about today. I think we're gonna be um, you know, the the end of the year twenty twenty uh show. You might be uh cutting up some some shit from this here today. Because oh,
1: boy. Okay. boy. So because this was when we first talked about doing this show, um planning out for weeks in a thing in a way that we never did before because like I was trying to do all this year end stuff. This show was going to be uh, the takeover show, or the takeover Blackpool show. Um, so we're going to start with that, and then we'll get to the Tessa stuff and all the all the other shenanigans going around wrestling world as usual. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know. So let's just get to it. Uh, NXT takeover, NXT UK takeover, Blackpool. To Jesus Christ, that's a lot of uh, words. Um, What were your thoughts on the show in general?
0: I thought it was decent. I thought it was, like, you know, uh, a little bit more than, like, fine. You know, Just on the borderline, I'd probably say, like, a a 6.5 out of 10. uh, Maybe a 7. And um, I thought there was one great match on the show uh, that Bate and uh, Devlin was fucking awesome. Uh, You talk about what a mid-card match is supposed to be, the reasons why they were fighting, and the execution of the match. You know, they got to Wrestle like way above what a mid card match would be, and really just do like a main event match. And mm-hmm. I felt like nothing on the show touched it or came close. And um, I I was watching a lot of the show, and I was like, huh, I don't know, it's a little dry. Um, main event, I, I literally fell asleep on um, <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the day. So uh, I woke up, and all of a sudden, Adam Cole was in the ring after that visual pinfall. I had lost the will to to uh, you know continue. After just watching the baffling way, like when when Joe Coffey was laying Walter down with strikes a minute into the match, I was like, "Oh no this <laughs> this is not this is not what I was sold." Um, yeah, way too much gallus here. Um, <laughs> it, like it's funny, like it comes out to silence, like Joe Coffey, and yep. it's just like, "Yo, why is Joe Coffey main evented as many NAC Takeover UKs as Walter?"
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I mean, let's start in the main event. So, because you you're already there, I just I don't understand like the fascination with every main event and takeover having to go um, over twenty minutes. Like most of the matches are fine because you have two incredible or two um, kick ass workers in the ring. In this case, you only had one, um, and the problem with coffee is and it is funny when I found this out. That Kelly and Dane train the Coffee Brothers because it's like they're roughly the same. Like they're big, like they're big, like uh tough men looking dudes that like try really hard every single time, but they're only but so good. And like when they're in there with somebody uh better than them, like they probably have a match better than um better than they normally have but like the person that's a lot better than them, they're in the ring with, they get they they come down to it, their level, like so you kind of get disappointed. He's like well damn, bro, like it's, it's Matt Riddle, it's Pete Dunn, it's Walter. They can't like get out of this d- out of this Dane and and coffee muck. No, no. Okay, well then like let's not do this ever again. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are have... or, or or move you know these people down the card because they're not the cream of the crop. A lot of people that I,
0: I tend to interact with are very disappointed with um, Walter's portrayal uh, in WWE, and it goes back to the Survivor Series, and he beat him in three minutes, and right. all of a sudden he's a monster again, but he's losing visual pinfalls to Joe Coffey, and uh, he did chop the shit out of him during this match, like the part I did see, but it was uh, it just wasn't enough. Uh, and then you know I hear that Joe Coffey lost to a rest hold, which is fucking hilarious.
2: It but- wasn't a rest, <laughs> <laughs> you stop shit.
1: Like, if that's a rest hole, then if that move is a rest hole, then, like, every move is a rest hold Then Every submission is a rest hold, in theory.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I I we, we came on this show last week, and we said the magic number was 21. No,
1: you they, said it, that.
0: Or, yeah, you agreed, right? I think so, yeah. So, <laughs> they, they went, went, went past 21, and we got what we got.
1: But here's the problem, right? I think that the rough bump happened before we even got to twenty one minutes,
0: right? right. So it, then they had to bring in all these other motherfuckers like uh, Dragonov and uh, Alexander Wolf right. and all these other people. I don't care to see in the ring during the main event.
1: Like I am right. sorry, like, <laughs> like the thing for me is like after after Jay White and Geddes bullshit at Wrestle Kingdom right last weekend, and then the the AEW Women's Title match. On Wednesday, which pissed me off too, because more people that have nothing to fucking do with the match in the ring, without the ref saying "get the fuck out of here, kick rocks," none of that, and then they interfere with matches, and then and then the main event of a takeover, ref bump, motherfuckers run down, shenanigans ensue. I've had a fucking enough of it for the last like I had to watch. 10 hours... Or 11 hours of wrestling... Or I didn't have to... I watched... 11 hours of wrestling... Damn near... Um... Last weekend... I watched... The, I watched the... Uh, Dynamite... It had... The title match had bullshit in it... And then I have to watch... The UK's... Uh... Championship match... have bullshit in it... Hey man... What the fuck? Just wrestle! And the thing... And think about it is like... Look... I can understand some interference... If it quote unquote helps build your match and make and and makes it jump a peak, right? The G1 final this uh, last year, Uh, Gargano and and uh, Cole won in um, WrestleMania weekend uh, last year. Those elevated the match. This match either stayed the same for the next uh, until the the finish, or probably got worse after after that. So it was a mistake. Don't waste our fucking time.
0: Yeah, More, um, no, no,
1: no, More <laughs> percent, you Don't waste my fucking time. I'm sick of this shit. Stop fucking and around in your matches.
0: The
1: thing they would the matter.
0: And the thing with the matches going that long, this is a Triple H in Shawn Michaels' home promotion. Two <laughs> guys that have never had reservations about going long, right. even sometimes when they have no business going long. <laughs> so, and I imagine it, this promotion being molded in their image, and the UK is Shawn Michaels' baby, like. This is what it's going to be. Like, this is what it is. So, like, get used to it.
1: Look, I think either A, you have to shorten the match because cause you know it's coffee in there. Or B, put somebody in there that is, quite frankly, a lot better than coffee. And there are a lot of people, I believe and feel, in NXT UK that are a lot better. If you had put uh, Mark Andrews in there, you could have done that. And it would have worked. Because Andrews is a lot better than coffee. Like people say this. People say that like uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Like he's a he. He does cool stuff, but he botches the cool stuff he does um at a pretty high frequency. I'm willing to I'm willing to risk it. <laughs> throw him out there. Throw him out there. If, if this was if coffee is what you got, I'd rather see uh, Walter Girl. go out there and throw around and chop the shit out of small dudes and then sell for them temporarily, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I I don't. I saw a tweet from uh, Voice of Wrestling that said, like, yo, if you told me the NXT UK, like, the main event picture, largely the first year after TakeOver, is gonna be the fucking Joe Coffee story. Like, I I don't know what to say. Like, it's like, you know, you got all those guys, and it's like, yo, what are we doing here? So, um, I guess we can go to the next match.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Fatal 4A NXT... Fatal Four Way uh, Tag Ladder Match for the Tag Titles in in NXT UK. Uh, it is the champions Wolfgang and the Other Coffee, right? Uh, versus Andrews and Webster versus Grizzly Young Veterans versus Imperium, Eichner, and Bartel. Um, what were your thoughts on this match?
0: They wrestled hard, but I just didn't really get into it, except from when they did that that two man dive. Like, onto the tables or whatever. But the rest of it, I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a WWE ladder match. And
1: I was like, oh, okay. But it didn't it didn't grab me or anything. I thought that they were having a great match. I thought they were headed towards four and a half stars. Until they took forever to uh, build up to a five ladder. Um... Like a castle. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Look, man, the worst thing you could do, I don't know, I don't know, all these people have wrestled a bunch, all these people are are wrestling, if they're not geniuses, they're they're damn sure all have their degrees in wrestling from wrestling over the years um, in the UK and around the world, um, before they even got to NXT UK. But I don't know anybody that's watched, I don't know, let's say 10 ladder matches, that doesn't realize that if you do if you your setup takes forever to do in a ladder match, don't do it because it's doing nothing but drag your show your match down. And they just kept building and building and building. And I don't mean in the Okada way. They just kept building shit and stacking shit next to each other and then not knowing which la- Should this ladder go on this side of the bigger ladder or the other side? Well, no, because there's no space on this. Like, okay, moving around. And then it's like, hey, man. I, y'all didn't realize how this was going to go? Y'all didn't realize that this was going to go bad putting five ladders in the ring together that y'all were going to try to climb up and do, you know, shit off of, I mean, whatever, like I'm sure in their minds, they thought it was going to be something great, but the execution, it didn't pan out. And that's what we talk about when you try to watch some of these matches and why things work or they don't work is what's the layout versus what's the execution. Cause, right. and this was one where execution, you know, or probably the game plan was like, I, I don't know if it wasn't I don't know
0: if it was a case of where they didn't have the guys to do the match that they wanted to do or if, like, they're just a slave to that format. Like, it felt like, you know.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I I think I heard, um, I can't remember who I'm talking about. I think I've heard a few people talk about this. But, yeah, I mean, yes, there is a a standard version of WWE ladder matches, whatever else. um, But, I don't know. Like this didn't feel like, you know. <sighs> I enjoyed the match till all of a sudden it just it, it didn't. I didn't enjoy it anymore. And it was, and for me, it was that latter match. Like, yo, this killed. That just halted their momentum, and then mm-hmm. they never seemed to be able to get it back. And then they had the one. They they were they were doing. Um, both members of Gallus were supposed to be taken out on um, table bridges from the uh apron to the barricade and there was a the big ladder. Andrews and Webster were going to climb up both and they were going to hit uh um 450s on it or whatever else. Um and then what? the pre-cut table just pre-cut on them. And then they said screw that, we're just going to they actually did a better spot than that. They actually, you know, did the double um 450 or whatever the hell that was onto one of the dudes, I think it was Wolfgang. Like and I thought like okay, well, shit didn't go according to plan, but they came up with a hotter spot. So um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I, I would never call this match bad. I would never call this match anything. I was still... I mean, I gave it four. Flat.
2: So, mm-hmm.
1: maybe... I don't know how most people think about it, but I thought they were heading in a really great space, but... A really great place, but it just didn't work out at the end.
0: Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It's just... Maybe I was not into it on... on you know, I'm, I haven't really been following these guys, but the, the video package before the match, like, um, kind of tied everything together in well, and... um I don't know. It's just <laughs> one thing that's, that's weird is when you look at what the main event was. It was Walter versus Joe Coffee. Mm-hmm. and then you hear both of those musics. The match before, I feel like it inevitably like lowers like the excitement. It's like yo, I just heard like this music. These entrances from right. the underlings. Mm-hmm. I know undisputed era doesn't really have that problem because Cole is like <laughs>
1: more over this. Cole has the baby be- yeah. stuff. Yeah. And yeah. boom. Yeah. So, and boom.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just like looking at something weird, but I don't know that. Like when I, when I first start hearing that waltz for music, and then those dudes walk out, I'm just like,
1: oh, <laughs> wow. No, another thing I didn't like about the match, um, because I thought like, okay, well these dudes are killing each other. Like Imperium's killing each other, Andrews and Webbs is killing each other, Grizzly Young is killing each other, especially Drake. Jesus, um, and then. Gallus, Gallus just retains the titles. It's like, okay, so this is what it would have been like if, like, The rocket just just held the title at uh, SummerSlam '98. Like, you got this other fucking guy out here killing himself in, a, in the middle of a fucking ladder match, taking all the bumps, going crazy, trying to you know trying to become you know somebody the company can value in down the future, and then like, nah we go, We just going to keep it on the guy that's taking the nice, easy approach. Like, what the fuck? All right, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. And it was weird because, like, we talked to Ricky Clive every single day, and Ricky loves him some Gallus, And I'm just like, what? It's funny. Like, he enjoys when I uh, make fun of, like, Kalo for his love for mediocre motherfuckers. and I I would not say that Gallus is mediocre but they just good and being just good in this area is almost like being mediocre
0: yeah that I don't know when I hear that Gallus music a part of my soul dies (laughs)
1: alright you got anything else or it's time to talk about the real let's talk about the real woo man Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin This match was fucking awesome. Um, What are your thoughts? Because there are so many things in my mind. like They just did so much wrestling. It's hard to wrap my head around it. But there are a few things I remember. So you go ahead.
0: I thought this was phenomenal. From the wrestling for the video package. Why they were fighting. To knowing those guys. Like how it seemed like the crowd just had so much disdain for Devlin. And they were living and dying with Tyler Bate. They were doing a lot of early, uh, you know, matching each other with the chain wrestling, the striking, the big moves. And it seemed like they were just like, they just kept building match and logical. Like, I'm going to need to do more to beat you here. I'm going to need to do more. And then, you know, it comes out in that slugfest. And this was a, it, it was a technical wrestling masterpiece as well as like, just like what it feels like this era of wrestling should be like. This is just a, a modern classic, I feel like, and I'm, you know, talking up a lot here, but I like this match more than the Wrestle Kingdom main event. I liked it, or the second day, the Okada and Naito. Um, I thought this is going to be one of the best matches of the year. Um, this was just like, I don't, I said this in a group show, I was like, I don't think you do a mid card match better than this, and it, because... The only thing that I would have done to make it a more standard card match was I would have probably chopped like five or seven minutes off of it to keep mm-hmm. it to that match time. But once they got – I think they won about 22 minutes. I don't think you can do it better than that right now. And it's like Devlin's the Irish ace, who's an ace. And Tyler bait is just like bigger, he's more gruff, and it's like you hope he gets a chance because he – him having great matches ain't nothing new it's just like he's fucking stuck on his brand well rotting and he's 22 years old now and it's always like oh he's he's the future he's the future and then like that was three years ago motherfucker like where he was the future and now we're here and it's like okay well how is this gonna help him like hopefully he he can you know Increase his profile, but chances are he's probably not because NXT is a scam. So I'll hand it over. Okay,
1: what so, the match is fucking phenomenal. Okay, so um, I'm just gonna address the 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 dour nerd just turned into like nothing that matters in WWE. Why are we even watching this shit? So um, yeah, the thing with Tyler Bates, Tyler Bates already done some um domestic NXT recently in like the last few months, so. Like, I expect this... I almost expect for him, to like, to come in eventually. Um, now, especially... Uh, obviously not besides just for... Um, World's cloud I mean, for, like, the future. Like, there's nothing else from the accomplish. He was our... He was the first fucking UK champ. He got... I mean, he he had the match of a lifetime against against Walter and lost. There's really nowhere else to go other than, like, if you build to an eventual rematch with Walter again. But... Uh, you... you the whole idea is, if you want to do that, cool, but, like, those are tapings. Bring his ass to full sale. <laughs> Please! So, anyway, um, yeah, to the match. I, th- I was watching this match, and I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. I'm enjoying the hell out of this. And then they, out of nowhere, decided just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna just fucking jab each other in the, it, like, it, in the fucking jaw <sighs> for for a little bit, and then like, then and then they did the whole part where it was like, turning to a, just a slugfest that, of soft punches, cause they don't, you know, they were out here just right each other ten times apiece, and then you know, the people that hate whatever, the political motherfuckers like, put up the tweet of, ha oh, ha ha, look how bad the wrestling is, it's like, yeah okay, like, What's your favorite match? I bet I can find something worse. Anyway, mm. um, from any match. So, then, that happened, and then from there, like, he, like, bait is so incredible, like, and the thing about his matches, I don't feel like his matches are, like, super structured in the way that, like, a Johnny, uh, takeover match would be, but, because he always figures out, like, you know, obviously he's going to do the, the airplane spin orders, But, like, the fact that he's like, all right, I'm just going to spin him for, like, 50 damn times. And the crowd is with him, at, at, you know, throughout the whole entire match. And, it's, and like, I just think the match is, is great. Uh, like, the fact that he hit the Tyler driver, he kicks. He, I forgot the move. He does, I'm sorry. He does a springboard turner. <laughs> a springboard Turn in transition, jump off Tornado DDT, then gets up, Tyler drives him, he kicks, he immediately drags him to the corner, and then hits a, like, a corkscrew senton. It's like, what the fuck? Yo, yeah. this dude's incredible. Um, I mean, I already knew that, but it's like, I already thought you were one of the best wrestlers in the world, like, you're even better than that now? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, dude's, dude's just awesome, and, like he's in WWE and he's five, six, and he's not a good promo. Like, unless that changes, you know, the rest, this is it. Like, is until he gets out of his deal, like NXT, NXT, he, he has a great career, whatever else, NXT, hopefully they start paying these NXT dudes, their money, especially when they money, uh, their contracts are coming up and they're going to have to. Um, but outside of that, like, you want this man to see him? I don't want this man to ever see Tyler Bate. Like, it, like I understand you say, where's the path to stardom? It's like, we've seen a path to stardom. It's not a path, it's a brick fucking wall. I don't, like, I, I used to be at a point when people used to talk about, like, I don't want to ever see someone get called up or whatever else. And I used to be like, man, you know, you got to give him a chance or whatever else. We look at the track record. No. I'm I'm so happy for AEW starting in NXT, starting up Dynamite, so that NXT moved to two hours on live TV. Now there's less of a need for them to uh, to just bleed out uh, NXT and try to start over. That now people can actually have some careers and be good for a long time, as opposed to they're good for 18 months, they come up and then they're Bobby Roode. Nakamura shall yeah, we continue? Yeah, Sammy like there's a, million, there's a million people, there's a million yeah. people, right? So. I'm just, I, I, look, if, if they would rather, if they would rather be on a main roster, working a million dates, getting paid, uh, paid more money, but you know, working more dates, having less spectacular matches, being a part of this is batshit stuff, let them go. I'll be happy for them, whatever else. But I do not enjoy watching the main roster. I and I damn sure and you damn sure ain't gonna watch see that kind of match on the main roster. We ain't seen the match like that since what?
0: John Cena and AJ Styles.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was what that was Royal Rumble 2018,
0: 17. 17, maybe.
1: Yeah. So. Been a while. Yeah, been a long, long time. And I remember saying like, "That's the best. That's one of the best matches in a long time." And Rich was like, "I remember you're kind of like." Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna last, bitch. It lasted, (laughs) and not in a good way.
0: (laughs) But yo, that's like the end, like, like, like you know, Royal Rumble 2017. You know, company Mm -hmm. falls off. Yeah, guess we can go to the women's match. I I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Company falls off a cliff after I don't (laughs) after
1: Royal Rumble 2017. uh, Regardless, uh, five stars. Yeah. Five stars for me too. Um yeah, like it's the third best match I've seen this year. Um, earlier though. Up next, the NXT women's title match, triple threat match between champion Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray, Kaylee Ray, Viper, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm. What do you think of this match, Rich? Oh, it was alright. Um
0: the video package had me dying laughing when Kaylee Ray was on there like No More Tony Storm <laughs> Uh which was just fucking amazing, uh, when she said that. Uh, <laughs> they did every like triple threat kind of thing. They had a lot of like uh, I would say unique spots, but like uh Tony Storm's like me like with her dramatic like whenever her like pins get broken up or something like that, it's just the overacting is on another level. It's like, yeah. You know, um, I might've preferred a singles match here because like, and even it's like almost any combo of the two, I would have rather a single than uh, a triple threat.
1: Really? I thought this match yeah. was a lot better than the Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray match from uh, Cardiff in in August last year. I I mean, this was, yes, it was very much a WWE um, standard triple th- triple threat match, as in one of the baby faces in the match has a match won. The heel comes in, it steals the fucker's pin, and because they're a jackass and heels are just smarter than everybody else, so that, that's that's the that's the standard triple threat match <laughs> in WWE. Um, it's like yes, yeah, the bastard always wins by stealing it. Like it can't just be the baby face fucking wins. <laughs> um, so put or the one money of the down you your finish yeah right um yeah so
0: i thought it was cool it was like oh, all right
1: yeah i i i gave it three and a half like i i thought that they did a million dives in this match um and i don't necessarily know why um kenny was blood yeah, she, me she, yeah doing, she almost fucked up yeah she did a flip dive uh she did a front flip dive over the, off the top ropes into the barricade. And it seemed like NXT UK's barricades are like closer or more narrow. Like the pathway is more narrow between the barricade and the, um, ring. So like she jumped off and then like she, she's coming down, like her leg clips, the barricade. And I'm like, Oh, she may have just blown her knee out. Luckily that didn't happen. But like, I, you know, aside from that is like a few of the gross things I saw is like, she, um, and Kaylee Ray is like clearly about that life, like she's a mm-hmm. psycho. Um, there was also a spot where Piper goes to give her a power bomb, and Kaylee Ray's hair was caught underneath Piper's boot, and you can see her hair get caught as she's lifting her up. And then at the very end, it let go. And I was like, oh, that had to hurt so bad. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, I thought, I thought it was a good match. I, I didn't think it was something special or something epic, but like that kick out spot on Tony storm, like the crowd popped huge for that. And I thought, I thought it was like, that's a great, that's a great near fall. Um, so, so yeah, that's where I'm at on it. Yeah.
0: Um, Kaylee Ray keeps, keeps the belt, but I don't know if she's a star, but she's a good wrestler. So
1: yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of what it is right now. I think that I think the main thing is going to come down to the end game is Piper's going to win the thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Which cool. I mean, she's good enough. Um Yeah, so uh the the opening match Trent 7 versus Eddie Dennis and you're going to have to talk about it cuz I missed this match. I and, saw I was it, not, um, and I came into it late and I said I am not going to uh, <laughs> I am not going to be 20 minutes behind on this thing or whatever 15 or whatever the fuck it was to try to well, catch up on an Eddie Dennis match I'm good
0: <laughs> well it only went 8 minutes and they um, came they came flying out the gate like just like big moves like and they were like quick like um, immediately but I was watching Andy, Eddie Dennis and he changed his gear again and it's like <laughs> what is what does it look like now? it's like he has a, he has a uh, all singlet now or whatever I think he has a singlet. Yeah. Okay. But it's like he doesn't have enough muscles. It seems like to do it like up top. So like there's something about him that doesn't make <laughs> sense when I look when I watch him because it's like he's a big man and he's but tall, not really and he's
1: strong as hell. But he has no okay. muscles. I get you. Right. I it's like you. it's
0: it's just something I don't get it or whatever. <laughs> like and Trent Seven like had a crown in palm of his hand. Uh, he's especially great old man wrestler I don't really know how old he is or whatever but uh he wrestles like he's old but <laughs> um yeah this was uh, you know if you're gonna make eddie Dennis like look strong like seven did an awesome job being an enhancement talent here um you know solid opener like nothing like you know just uh, to steal a phrase it helps make the show and you know not steal the show so
1: okay. so Trent seven is 38. Oh, okay. Never mind. He is an old man. <laughs> oh, man. We call the wrestlers old at 38, huh? That's where the game's gone.
0: you 38 and you still rapping? Oh, remember that? <laughs> <sighs> well, well, no. Trent Seven wrestles like an old man. I got what you meant. I got what you meant. I'm just saying, damn, bro. Like, AJ 30. Styles doesn't wrestle like a 42 year old. Or whatever, he still Are you does. Sure about ra- that? Look, he does rather athletic things, but um, um you know, he's on the decline. But okay. he's like, like Trent Seven. Like, I don't think he he necessarily needs to even jump over a quarter at this point. Oh, like, man. he's he's like, I'm keeping it ground base. I'm you know, I'm selling. I'm firing up, punching. You know, stuff like that. So, okay, uh, awesome man. tag
1: wrestler. Yes, yes. An incredible uh person to set up for a hot tag. Like maybe the best I've ever seen. Like I, I mean, I never saw the uh, which which one of the um which one of the Rock and Rolls was Ricky. the one that got it. Rick I never I I mean, I never saw I never really I don't think I've ever seen a uh, Rock and Roll Express tag match. Like I'm and look, don't send me recommendations. Don't Dan Josh, none of y'all hearing this, do not send me a link to to that cause that shit. I, I won't hurt your feelings and that shit will be left unwatched. I'm not watching no eighties wrestling. I'm good. Like the only eighties wrestling I'm gonna remember is the stuff I've already seen. I'm not going back. Like leave that past in the past. So it's over. Yes. Um anyway, yeah, so I guess now you gotta talk about Tessa Blanchard, eh? Ooh, tessa
0: blanchard come on down T- hold on hold on hold on tessa blanchard bring your punk ass to the stage
1: <laughs> oh man yo <sighs> let me go through the tweets
0: so disappointing so, so yeah, just yeah, like oh man um you always heard the stories or some type of vague, like, thing.
1: You always hear stuff about having a, her having a bad attitude. We didn't know the bad attitude was bullying and racism.
0: <laughs> yeah, who knew? Uh, apparently, you know, people that had this shit, like, you know, on the tuck that, that weren't revealing this, but, um, you know, that all came to a head when Tessa Blanchard sent a rather, you
1: know, benign tweet. I have she it. put out. Okay. Hey, women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen,
0: and the uh, fucking floodgates opened.
1: It sure did. Allison K, the AEW Women's Champion, if I remember correctly. Um, the who? I said AEW. Oh, shit. I'm NWA. At, uh, the NWA women's champion. You know, it's all the same thing. You know, they all work. Y'all about to work together because of Kahoot's. Marty. Because of Marty. You know, Marty going to make it all together. He's going to make it all make sense. He's <laughs> going to be the key <laughs> lich pan that makes AEW, New Japan, uh, <laughs> Ring of Honor, and NWA all together. Look, CMLL, Triple A, y'all going to have to just squash all that beef. It's either get what it on or, yeah get the fuck out of here. Uh but uh yeah. So I did all that to try to feel and while I was feeling, I did not pull up Allison K's uh Twitter. Uh and I am not spelling Allison K well right now. Cover for me, Rich. Yeah,
0: so um yeah, it just this thing went from one piling on from all right. A I home, found it off. Worker.
1: Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. So did she delete this tweet?
0: No, I got it. I got you the screenshots say, I know for sure. She
1: did not delete this tweet. She deleted the tweet.
0: Hold on, Allison K. What you doing? You acting like we ain't got screenshots of this stuff. Come How on. Are you? How Come, you on tweet? Come on, Allison.
1: Come on, Allison. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. All right. So. She says, "Remember the time when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the n word in Japan? <sighs> Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet! Oh my,
0: my god! Um, yeah, so bad, so bad. So, a spitting in someone's face, you those that's like a, a motherfucker must kill you if if you do something like that, right? Like that last, like, so you're eligible to have someone try to like choke you and not let go." Um, and then you called her like you know you you, you called this woman the n word like do you think she hit her with the hard r do you, like that you are a you know do you do you think stop acting like a like oh, like like what 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 do we have here James
1: like man I mean what I will say is. When, when you said joke you would not let go. I thought of like um, I thought about like the end of Titanic when, when they had when they had fucking uh DiCaprio sitting in that water on that big ass piece of water with her uh yeah, was like a could have both, could, both been on. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. Yeah, I'll never let go. wringing your fucking neck. Um, so there, there's that. Um, then. But this, this story turned into a bunch of different things. So I'm just going to go, like, uh, at this point, I'm just going to go topic by topic. So we're focusing right now on the hard R and the spit. So she addresses that tweet, Tessa, by not adding or um, comment retweeting, uh, I almost called her Sienna, K K, but by saying, not true, not going to give any of these ridiculous Whatever or ridiculous claims, my time of day, that sort of thing, on a tweet. Um, then from there, throughout the rest of the day, you had. Uh, let me pull up the list because I had to make a elaborate one uh, for 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 the show. So you had. Well, before you bull- do
0: that, at the same time that this came out, minutes later, Chelsea
1: Green. No, got I was saying it. I was, I'm, we're, we're going to. Oh, are okay, gonna there, go, Topic okay. by topic. We'll get to the bullying part later in the section. So, um, then from there, uh, where it comes out, um, some, some people like, uh, some of the, some of the, uh, Joshi reporters and writers, some of whom we know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, um, <laughs> publicly came out and, and, and said, like, we knew about this story in 2017. So, um, when I heard before I, so I heard the the name, it was La Rosa Negra, so, what I immediately do is, go to the cage match, look at the days that Tessa was in there, Um, right, look at La Rosa Negra when she was in there, because La Rosa Negra is a former high speed champion, see, their her, both their tours had overlap in um, April of 2017, bingo, there's, there's your time, so, then from there, you have <sighs> Moose, oh my of all people, bringing his country ass down to the stage, and he goes on to say, "If it's still oh, he says to um, Allison K and Chelsea Green, I guess you and Chelsea Green are absolute angels with a clean pass. The timing of these tweets from you guys show a lot about your character." One, who the
0: fuck is Moose to be talking about character? Two Why is he shuff, shucking and jiving his ass hot there on square to come defend this white one? Three Moose, are you still
1: beating women? <laughs> Fair question to ask, right? What's what's the what's the allegation against him that he uh, he pushed women downstairs, right? Yes. Like, look,
0: I'm it, not trying to hear it from you. Like, like, like yeah. there are people that can make points and, you know, they're not necessarily someone you may want to hear this thing from and their point can be valid. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it from you, Moose.
1: Right. And like, it's funny that like all these women came together uh, to support each other in dragging Tessa. Uh, that So that's all those are women supported women. Like, but it's, it's kind of funny that like, Someone like Moose, who clearly ain't out here supporting women, in <laughs> Tessa, who ain't, is, is is coming to Cape for someone like Tessa, who also ain't supporting it's like women. They
0: all, it's like they almost on the same side of the coin,
1: right? Like in a weird way, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's there, uh, good. Let's move Mr. on. Moose. There's there's more. There's even more. So two um, people
0: stuck in impact for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Shannon from A from AEW mentioned that like, yes, seen and heard worse in Japan from Tessa I was like, yep, wow. Like, that's a person that was in, in that did like two dates in impact from all I know. Um Then Then you have Ariel Monroe, which is funny because Tessa said, not true whatsoever. Ariel Monroe says this has been something that's been weighing, that's been like a big deal amongst me and my friends that are wrestlers i've been talking to la rosa I've think about, to tessa about trying to get them to bury the hatchet about what happened sounds like something she's saying something actually happened to both of them yeah right exactly and and if you think
0: about it like there's a there's a close connection with base wall and tessa because who trained tessa blanchard or trained with her earlier Big wool's husband cedric alexander Oh yeah, in the
1: North Carolina collection. Connection. Bingo. Ah, uh, didn't know that, but it makes sense now. Okay. Oh man, what a mess. <clears throat> yeah, so then you have um Renee Michelle. Um, another person actually this yeah, she's kinda like the tie over. Um But yeah. So we have Renee Michelle uh come out. This is somebody that was also named as somebody that was uh, bullied by Tessa in the past. And she said that LaRosa is a friend of mine. After that happened with her um, in stardom, uh, she she quickly left. And then I soon worked to help her get uh, dates in Marvelous. And, and you see, going to the cage match, she stops working um, in stardom. A former high-speed champion stops working in stardom uh during tours like at the like I think like the twenty third of April leaves does a couple dates in shimmer or not shine and then in like in July her next dates from there on are like she does marvelous in seedling shows mm-hmm.
0: and and the and i think it's it's important to contextualize the bullying like uh so is this a good time to bring the Chelsea green one into it
1: yep yep let's go ahead and do that. So, uh, Chelsea Green. Oh, let me get away from this moofs Twitter. I might have to block that dude. <laughs> I don't want to see his dumb ass tweets. Uh, yeah. So then from there, we end up getting Chelsea Green, uh, to that same tweet about supporting, uh, women. She said, uh, Chelsea Green says that Tessa, you've consistently put down bullied in the little countless female wrestlers including me. Is that support, question mark? And you know,
0: Tessa is in a position to where she's very talented. Let's not get this get this fucked up. Like She's very talented among American women. She's probably in the top three, top five. Some people say she's the best. And she is wrestling royalty. And she may, you know, regardless whether she does or not, it seems like other people feel like they could be blackballed if they're on her wrong side. And she runs amok over people in locker rooms, uh, you know, abusing that, you know, whether it's real or not, mm-hmm. she, she's abusing it, you know, wh- whatever she can, can do, she can stop somebody's bags as they say. And mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, the women, you know, in this, this country, if you have someone like Tessa Blanchard, who's probably on every single big show, or whatever. That's not somebody that you want to make an enemy out of, right? Like, like it's like, well, where am I going to wrestle? And you know, that's a, that's a legit fear for like you know a lot of women, and it seems like a lot of women have just been sitting on this and waiting on it, and you never see uh, Tessa Blanchard being supported by by women. She strangely has become a maverick of intergender wrestling. Seems like it's <laughs> not by choice now. Um, <laughs> it's almost to the point where none of the women want, want to work with her, and um. The the bullying thing, like the racism thing, is really bad. We're not done with that by a long shot, uh, as Stone Cold would say. But this thing with with, with the bullying is like uh, going over to Isle of Dawn now. Uh, she, you know, retweeted and said, uh, you know, As someone who's experienced your bullying firsthand received regular verbal abuse and was spat on, had rumors spread about me, dealt with multiple attempts by you to blacklist me from other companies. I pray that you follow your own advice um, in you know reference to our first tweet. Isla Dawn is someone who got in a fist fight, I believe, with Tessa Blanchard. Right. Beat that ass! Uh, from what I'll I'm, care, what, I'm so. what I'm gathering here, you know, we, we have sources here. What's up, sources? And um,
1: <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs>
0: and um, you know, all of a sudden, I believe it was Isla Dawn who was not able to return back to
1: Stardom after that, right? Um, I am looking through it right now. Um, that seems to be the case. That or Rosa
0: Negra, or La Rosa Negro definitely put the pause on
1: her too. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the last time uh like cuz it's funny because like tess has done two tours of stardom. She did one in 2016 and she did one in 2017. And apparently in both of them she got into fights with somebody and got her ass whooped. Uh so yeah, like in 2016 she got into Isla Don and and I believe that the thought was that she said that like that uh Isla was stealing stuff so she fought her and then, and then Isla whooped that ass. Um she wasn't going by Island at the time. She was going by Courtney Stewart. But yeah, so then I guess she said, you know what? New year, new me. I'm going to go back to Stardom. And then this time she's gonna, she said, I, this time I'm going to call someone the N word, spit in their face, and then get my ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> she, look, look. At least she didn't come back.
0: look. Look, look. It's a, it's a apparently you got
1: to be brave to be a racist. You know. Dude. Look, I I guess I guess one thing I'll say for Tessa is I'm glad she ain't come back in 2018. Is see her third strike. That might have been she might have been put down for the count. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh that's I think I mean I think there's a few other things we have. Yeah, uh, couple, couple let's see what other else things. we have on the Twitter. Uh, or not Twitter, but about um oh other people that talked about her bullying. Uh, we have Jackson. Priscilla Kelly Oh, Priscilla Kelly. let yeah, will start with her. Priscilla Kelly did. Um, apparently, you know, she, you know, last year she made, she got some buzz for herself by doing the, the, uh, what was it the bloody, the bloody tampon spot, the vomit yep. spot. And Priscilla Kelly basically said like, you, you basically tried to cut, you tried to get into my bag with this. Right. Um, you know, by bad mouthing me, uh, I'm not pulling up tweets at this point we've gone pretty long on this Tessa Pledge thing and then of yeah, all like, people Kavita DeVee who's only known this woman for one fucking day right <laughs> made, po- quite possibly have only met her for one day also said that like nah she ain't nah I ain't witness such shit either which is like it, it's the battle royal
0: thing you know, the, we'll, the get to it. we'll get to it. Well, yeah.
1: hold on we'll get to it. it it's very telling that oh my god uh, it, it's very telling that Tessa was, you know, one of the people that we thought, when well, I think we previewed the first man classic is someone that, that we looked for WWE to sign after this thing. She was in the first match, in the first round with Kyrie. It was a great match. It was one of the better matches of that tournament. Didn't get signed. Got, sit, got sent back in the first, uh, first go-round, first day. Didn't get signed. People, you heard words about why you get signed, and then you hear stuff about attitude or whatever else. Then Kavita DeVee, who's only met, probably met her for one damn day in her whole life, is like, Nope, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's like very telling.
0: Yeah, uh, the battle royal was an was, uh, interesting, uh, like, nugget that came yeah. out. So, the m- more is like Saturday's going, this is like three hours of time where it's just constantly <laughs> refresh your phone because there's another wrestler that's hopped in with a story or with something that's able to be corroborated, and we got the battle royal. Yes, so.
1: <sighs> okay, <laughs> so we end up getting on um, from Faye Jackson uh, uh, that tweeted something along the lines of, "Y'all talking about Tessa? Remember that? Y'all ever hear about that time that she got into? Uh, <laughs> she got into a, a real fight in a battle royal twice, <laughs> and then and then grew that stage royal. and called everybody trash, uh, and then proceeded to get into another fight backstage." And I was like, "Wait, what?" So, good old cage match (laughs) coming to the rescue. Typed it in: Tessa Blanchard matches. Go to it. Type in: Faye Jackson. Enter. There's only one match that (laughs) they ever had together, and it was all I need is one match. Right. It was from January 2018. It was for uh, it was for Women's Wrestling Revolution. Uh, and. I'm looking, I'm like, do they have streaming? What's their situation? Where can I see this match? I must see this shoot fight. So, I'm looking around, can't find it. It's not up. I look at the card that it's on. I'm looking at their matches. I see like five matches from this card that's on there. I'm like, oh, they hiding this bitch. Okay. I see what y'all doing. Maybe, what, a half hour, 45 minutes later. It was up. It all of a sudden magically got put up. I was just like outstanding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Know your audience. (laughs) So we watching this shit and it's just a soft pillow fight. No one wants to actually be out there. Yeah. It's
1: just like any other, like when you people talk about, like when they get a bunch of indie wrestlers to do a battle royal, they don't want to actually be in it, they just don't want to do as little, they want to do as little as possible. But <laughs> there was a hard chop
0: that Deanna Perrazzo gave uh Tessa Blanchard. Yes. and woke her up.
1: Tessa and... blows her stack. You can see it on her face. She t- she turns right back and rears back and tries to chop Deanna as hard as she possibly can and then they just start throw and then they just start throwing hands clubbing and and until like Karen Q no no I'm sorry that's that's the second exchange that's the second one the, the second more heated exchange they eventually calm down but this is like 2 minutes and 40 seconds into the match or into mm-hmm. the video of the match which means like it probably happened like two, you know like 90 seconds in the match but they break it up they continue wrestling and and t- tone it down a whole lot like so then they get to like the eight minute market of the video, eight minute thirty seconds, and there's a spot where Tessa's just hanging out and just just lounging on the bottom turnbuckle in the corner. And it's Karen Q, Tessa, and uh Deanna in the ring. And Deanna is still kinda like it looks like she's selling, but I don't know if she's really like she her nose is leaking from getting hit from these real blows. All of a sudden she sees her laying down in the corner. She walked right up to her in a stern walk and just bah! slaps the, sh- the fire out of her. It's like, oh my ah! God. And ah! then next thing they get up and it's fried Takayama.
0: Yes. Just,
1: we throwing blows.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> this was just like, oh my God. Like right. a literal shoot battle royal. Yes. Has anyone sent this to Brian Alvarez yet?
1: I'm, I'm sure he's had to have heard about it by now. Uh, So then... It gets it's so bad that like Karen Q realizes like oh oh, oh y'all need to stop relax yeah relax,
0: this this stop. this ain't a, this this is not a gimmick like yes. they, y'all going all book like
1: yes. <laughs> right and you can hear the commentary go like oh this is what what's going on here they're clearly like yo this is not part of the scheduled programming here uh, so the match continues and let you know how how low stakes this match was and to find out like how how like craziness was for Tessa is in the middle of this match Faye Jackson rikishi's tessa uh in the match like the you know ass on face and then you you hear that after the match face jack said this and also uh tara calloway that was also in the match both said that after after that happened two fights in the middle of the match after the match tessa goes backstage calls all women trash and then they and then got into another fight backstage that uh somebody had to break up
0: They malcontent it's that, that, that's all I can say and and back to you know the what jumped this whole thing off like this is the standard definition of racism, you know using your position you know your position of power with you know bigotry you know behind it, and you know terrorizing people,
1: yeah, and it's it's, it's like there will be people that would be sit let's say you know what. Because people have said this about her. She's quote unquote changed over the last two years. There's been there's been some growth. But once you once you combine once you combine the hard R or or the N-word as a white person with spit <laughs> like yeah. that is like that is That's like, That yo. is Yeah, that is a that is a lethal combination. Like that is That's, like, that's, that's why I, I ain't never that's about real to real
0: at... I'm never about to look at Tessa Blender the same again. And it's just like... Like,
1: like if we get a video reenactment of that, it will be in black and white just like one of those 60 civil rights videos. (laughs) Don't let it (laughs) be water hoses and dogs and picket sides. (laughs) God damn, that's racist. That is... That is... That is Motown Blue. Racism. (laughs) Jesus.
0: This is don't get off the bus in Mississippi racist. Like, this is like, yo, that this, lunch counter is not for you, it, racist. Yes, like, th- this, this is this like. Is, I
1: know y'all boys ain't going to vote, racist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is why are you looking over at this white woman racist? This is this is all that. Like, this is bad. Um, And her non-apology may have even been worse, uh, which was the opening line, you know, after she wins the title immediately 24 hours later proving there is no such thing as cancel culture uh which was fucking hilarious uh when people were saying you know we need to you know whatever like people were trying to defend says of course because there's someone that would defend anyone
1: um it, it, it was funny because somebody somebody in the thing said like it, it, i guess their concerns that people actually do get canceled and my point was like name me one i, I don't think i said name me one but like they use an example uh, they use the example of Duke Lacrosse, and then I immediately responded because I followed Duke Lacrosse at the time, and I was like, "Those dudes that got falsely accused all got twenty million dollars in settlements, all three apiece." What? There's literally
0: nothing dangerous about you know a bunch of people railing on someone, reporters confirming the story and everything like that, right. and, and then making an assumption from there. It combined with like you know this person making a horrible apology with like also denying it ever happened. So obviously there's some type of cap going on. Um, It was, it was a, it was a dark day for, for, for wrestling and a dark day for Tessa Blanchard. She'll never be looked at as the same. She, you know, from the fans, from a lot of fans, um, there are people that will dig in and and like her more. Even Um, there are companies that will look the other way. Every single one of them you can probably think of. Uh, I think WWE eventually would look the other way if it came down to, like, keeping her away from somebody. I think AEW would look the other way. I think Impact obviously is looking the other way on this. And it's, like...
1: uh, People have made, like, uh, have talked about the fact that, like, they they already knew.
0: Yeah. So when she does this, this match the next day and, you know, I... I would have been, you know, been the first one to come on here and celebrate it and be like, oh, this is a big thing and this and now it's just like Alright. They you know, it's a, just another racist motherfucker. Like, um and, you know we got drowned in racism in wrestling in twenty nineteen, it seemed like, right? Yep. And and dealing with everything that had to do with race. And literally, we get like right into the new year and <laughs> Here we are again on One Nation Radio, of course, and I said I was, you know, getting tired of talking about this and having to, you know, talk about the levels of of how things are. But this is really bad. Like, this is like, you know, this is happening on a smaller scale that is almost more, I don't want to say delicate, but it's like. This isn't getting the coverage like because of where it was happening It was like right. you know within women's wrestling and stuff like that. If this was happening like in WWE, if this was happening like a major like you know platform like the origins of these stories, it would have been like yo, there's a lot more people responsible here. But this is like a secret society thing almost. It's like yo, yeah. these people are trying to protect themselves, like and it sucks because like, you
1: <laughs> you know it's you know funny. You mentioned that it's a... Uh, because it's Impact, that it's, uh, it's almost like Underground. and uh, It probably is. But it's funny because, like, ain't this a 2019 Sports Illustrated wrestler of the year?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Complete cap. And I've talked about this on the show before. You're never, ever going... And, and people, listen when I say this. You are never going to look bad for praising women in public. However... When you come out here and you say that Tessa Blanchard is the wrestler of the year in Sports Illustrated, you are doing this for clout. You are doing this for clicks. It is not based in reality. It is based in some type of looking for approval, some type of yearn for like for clicks, some type of you know. I hate. I don't even. I'm not even going to say say that uh, acronym, but this is like it's it's flat out i'll just leave it there um it's flat out what it's flat out not true
1: yeah so it's i mean from a promo standpoint she's not a good promo um from a wrestling standpoint she's very good maybe even great she's not an elite wrestler uh in north america um from a drawing perspective, star, star type of a thing. She, yeah, is she? Is she any kind of, pro, pro, is, she, is she any kind of positive draw for uh, TNA relative to, um, in relation, in like, proper uh, relation to, like, what a fill-in-the-blank is anywhere else in North America? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think she's a, I don't think... She does for TNA, like what Jericho does for AEW, or what I don't know, uh, even like Roman Reigns does for WWE. No, I don't think so. And I don't, and I'm not saying it's like that's, I'm sorry, she's on that's not, that's like the least important thing for me, but it's like. She, 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 like the things that I care about the wrestling and the promos. She's not there like that either. So like, where where did this year come from that was so magical in twenty nineteen that I happened to miss? Even though like you know I outsourced my fucking wrestling Japan half the time.
0: Yeah, um, I think this is a publication looking for clicks, looking for call out, looking for. A low hanging what 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 they think is low hanging fruit like yeah, we can't go wrong, you know, if, if we come out here and praise a woman like this because if anybody, you know, blows back on us, you know, we can just point the finger. No. But no. We're now, we're gonna squash that
1: right the fuck now. Did Becky, win, now. Did Becky win that last year? No idea. I would have to look it up. Now, if Becky didn't win it last year, but Tessa did. Some reason now, I want to say it may have been Kenny, but what? I will look that's wow. Okay. The year would have been last year with Becky because Becky is actually a proven draw. <laughs> it was having a it was having a great year compared to anybody else in the main roster in the ring, on promos, all that. That's the year. So that's crazy to me that they gave it to Tessa. Go figure.
0: Okay, so in 2000 and – oh, well, hold on. That's 2017. I got – hold on. Yeah. Okay, they gave it to Kenny in 2017. Okay. Um, so the Women's Wrestler of the Year in 2018 was Becky Lynch. I did not find a male counterpart oh, wow. uh, for that one. So um, – and then Kenny Omega in 2017. I don't know about you. I don't think Tessa Blanchard was Kenny Omega 2017 or Becky Lynch 2018. I could don't be wrong, so but uh I'm probably not. So don't think so either. <laughs> um yeah, so uh Tessa, whatever it is you do, I don't know, you know, you gotta you got you, <laughs> you don't have to listen to anything I say, right? right? You don't have to you don't have to take heed. Her talent speaks for itself. To the it's advice the other shit. Yeah, it's like keep being a good wrestler. Because if the second you're not, they're going to get you the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Because you won't be worth the headache. Um, you are now the Randy Orton of women. <laughs> and it's just like, whatever whatever you do, don't fall off. Because you'll be out of there quick. Um, and you should probably come out and apologize. Put out a statement. Get a PR team. Um, figure this squash the beef with La Rosa Negra for one. Um, and, and Big Swell said that maybe there are some various reports that said that may have already happened. If not, do it for sure. Um, and I don't know. You better hope she forgives you, because that that's that's you know, and then you know your reputation that's that's around the business is fucking muck right now, and you know it's real rough. Like like that, you know that peanut butter, that you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. But um, yeah, yeah, it's real rough.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, just we almost got canceled just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna have to spend hours editing. Um, I would just like to give a just a good circle back before we move off the um the Tessa thing. To give a special fuck you to uh to Moose. Like it's, it's 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 this this it's it's really disheartening to see uh, this black dude not he didn't even like try to uh, side step or deny on Tessa's behalf what happened he just tried to like downplay it so that his fucking show's main event would be okay and it's like. What 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 about what about this this person that like you probably know or you or you know people that know in this industry that like life has been a living hell because she's dealing not only with the same racist bullshit that you deal with in the industry, but also as a woman. You're a fucking asshole. Go to hell. Yeah. Um Marty Scroll the early front one of two thousand twenty Jeff Jarrett, Finesse of the Year. Yes. This man apparently has gotten a main roster level contract while working like, was it 40 dates? Something 40 like dates. 40 dates. Kevin Nash would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Scott <laughs> sure Hall was. would shake
0: his hand. Yes. Hulk Hogan would be like, you did it, brother.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, Marty Skrull, only- one of the great workers of all time now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. safe to put him yeah. on the list. Yes. Like like who's above him is Brock and who else? Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> okay, so not only um did he get big money, little dates. This man also got booking a booking role. He is now uh I guess co-booker with Delirious. Uh, And you know what that means, James, right? Hold on, hold on. Nobody has... Nobody knows who actually has the final say-so right now. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Because it's like, yo, you know what this means for Marty, right? This means Marty's girl can get paid from companies until, like, the year 2050 because he has booking experience on the resume.
1: (laughs) I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Bro,
0: Marty... (laughs) Uh, Not just Marty joins the elite who also have this now is like, these are going to be this is the new click for this era. It is two companies booking big money. They fucking did it. I'm so like, I was so happy for Marty score when I read this. I was like, yo, you know what? Cool. Even if this doesn't work for our for now, right? A, you got the contract, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to ride this out for however long it is, maybe a year, maybe two years. How long is the deal? No one knows yet, oh God, that so can't be good <laughs> so a you don't necessarily need to come into a w right now if you're Marty because it's like there's a big lot there's a lot of programs going, a lot of matches still to get to you coming in is just one more guy and they have a two hour show right if you go ahead and with r o a it's just easy you stay where you were, you get the big money, you get the contract, you get to be looked at as a savior. You get to be a booker, which is like you get to set up for after wrestling. Someone will always like go back to you. Oh, what about maybe we can bring Marty in and have him do something if it goes well. And that savior aspect cannot be overlooked because while Matt Taven took all the bumps and the bruises for our wage for getting put in that position, Marty kind of just got to sit there like almost a tragic figure. Right. Right. And, and, And catch none of it. Right. Even. He was still on the shows, like everyone, you know. He was still on every show, whatever. He just wasn't in the main event, didn't have the title, whatever. Right now, you have a ch- he has a chance to literally save a company from the muck, <laughs> like like restart Ring of Honor essentially. Uh, now, will they do it? Who knows? Say that again? But let's say they got a chance to essentially like restart the narrative around Ring of Honor. Will they do it? Who knows? However. If you are able to get something like that in your contract, I have nothing but respect for you. And if they offer you a booking job to keep you along with, you know, that much money and those dates because they're desperate not to lose you. This is all time great work. Like this is this is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say on it. Like are we gonna give Ring of Honor a shot with pay per views at least this year? I don't know. I, I would have to see the cards. I'm gonna give him a shot. I, I'm I'm probably making a mistake, but I'm gonna give him a. The next pay per view, I'm gonna give him a shot now, or another shot because I gave him shots last year and they fucked it all up. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's, a, I
0: think this is the best move Marty could could have made. Like for him, and then he can always come in. Uh, those dudes can always tell the stories, like you know, away from TV to keep whatever going. If he goes to AW, you can always of course his significant others in WWE could always end up there. But uh yeah, big for him. And and he, he becomes a power broker. And <laughs> the dude owns villain enterprises, like like he's like zigging when a lot of people think he's gonna zag. It's like, yo, come in and be like the seventh member of the elite. Ah, I can stay here and get all these narratives working for me.
1: Yeah, and and also like he. he, I mean, at the end of the day, he took the best deal, so it's like, you know, like all that stuff is cool or whatever. As far as you know, doing the um, doing dynamite and and AEW, but I mean, we've seen friends in the wrestling
0: business business divide and split up for
1: for years and
0: years, and this is no different than that.
1: Right, and I think it's very very funny that like, it turns out that. Marty Scroll is the is like the only person from that British scene that wasn't a mark moving on uh, can you can say will too you say will yet we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll see, we'll see. It's like he still has a piece of paper that Hammond gave him in a night drawer Damn. somewhere Damn. <laughs> anyway uh yeah, so for next we have Triple H making a dumb joke um, at um, on uh, Paige's behalf. Um, he was doing an interview, I think, for because you know he was over in the UK, so I think it's inside the ropes, in or actually it may have been just a whole media scrum. And he was, and, and the conversation originally is about like people potentially uh, being cleared or being. Um, done and then, like, getting cleared in the future, like Daniel Bryan, and he starts talking about Daniel Bryan and talking about how, like, if you work hard or whatever else and things change, we will look at it, and if that's the case, we will bring you back. Now, Rich is making a face at me that that makes me believe that, like, he's still very upset feeling that um, WWE had uh, sidelined Daniel Bryan for multiple years, so number Roman, Roman Reigns can fuck off in uh triple or WrestleMania main events. Um I uh but if you want to if you, you want to add in on that or, or do That you was it.
0: To, you oh, know, okay. and, and I maintain it wasn't hard work that got goddamn Brian cleared. It was him wanting to fucking leave <laughs> because he was the same fucking guy at the end of 2000. You guys have heard the rant before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to think what happened from there, yeah, so then um he's talking about that, and he's talking about people like that people they, I guess he hears a lot about like Edge because of the rumors of Edge possibly getting cleared and going to see uh Joseph Maroon, the dude that's famously uh a, <laughs> a disgraced doctor in the concussion movie. uh It's
0: been at me to so, believe this guy, okay,
1: yeah, so then he also mentions Paige. Um, so while that's all happening, um, he, he talks about how, um, you know, there's more to life than just wrestling, you know, uh, uh Adam is a family guy, you know, Paige, and then, uh, he makes a lot, or he says, uh, no edge said, or he says that edge, uh, has kids and Paige may have some kids running around that that she doesn't know about. And then the crowd and then the, the I guess the uh the court that, that he that he's um I can't what's the word? Basically the audience that he's attending to laughs in the background and the video cuts out from there. Um People are really mad at this. Um, or a few people are really mad at this. Uh Rich, what are your what are your thoughts or what you've seen um online? When I first saw it, I'm like
0: Oh man, I wouldn't have said that, Triple H. Like, alluding to, like, just think about a work environment, and it's like alluding to a woman's sexual history, which it can be taken that way. Uh, I don't think there's any disputing that. Like, it can be taken that way. Usually is a big no no. Um, just when looking at it, and a lot of the, like, the, I, I've seen a lot of people talking, like, you know, a lot of people were upset. Paige is upset. Renee Young is upset about this. And it's like, well, if there's anyone that would probably make actually suggestive jokes, like it's not out of Triple H, it's not out of character for Triple H, like, the you of know, DS. knowing the leader of fucking DX. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's like, uh, it's very uncomfortable. If I was Paige, I would be very uncomfortable on all the stuff that you had come out about you and everything like that. It's just like, why did you have to do that? I would hope Triple H apologized to her sincerely, and you know, when that goes out like that, it's just like Triple H is just so big, he has to be careful what he says. And it's like, while it could be looked at as harmless on one side, there's a whole another side to it where it's like, yo, this is like, could be looked at a sexual harassment, it could be looked at as a lot of different stuff, and I think. I think this is just – it's nothing that he made a judgment call in doing. It just kind of, like, happened. So it was like he can't take it back, so he needs to try to, like – he needs to try to fix it for, you know, the sake of his position, like, his job, like, you know, being the next Vince or whatever. Like, you're going to want – you're going to need to have the confidence of, of all those people.
1: Yeah, uh this slipped under my antenna. I watched a video earlier, moved on my day. Uh, then before we started this, you told me that like people were upset women we called it sexist, and um I was like, wait what? So now go back and listen to it again, and I'm still like, wait what? And look, um it ain't for me to decide what is sexist or what is not sexist, it's for me to learn from it and move on. So that's that's my take on it uh like my my initial my initial thoughts is just like you said, like maybe don't make any sex jokes about any of your coworkers in any way shape or form, regardless of how tongue in cheek it was or was not um and then there's also the context of it being paid specifically, which is like i mean I thought the joke was the fact that like a, a woman it, would know if she had kids because a pregnancy was taken to term da da that's the joke but there's also the fact that um, this 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 is to a lot of people consider this slut shaming. A lot of people also you throw in her history when you know uh, that of her you know having porn th- uh, exposed on the internet, and getting leaked. So uh, yeah, uh, all bad. Just don't talk. <laughs> don't make like you know allusions to the sex lives of your employees. Yeah. And then I think you'll be able to avoid stuff like that uh, before we get into, like, the uh, more um, granular uh, parts of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, some something that may seem harmless is just, like, you know, I'll tell a personal story. Um, they tried to, I remember a job I worked one time, and I want to say this is, like, let's see, was it 2020? So this might have been, like, 2000. Like, they tried to get me out of the paint for 12. So, they tried to get me out of the paint for that's what she said jokes before. Oh, and God. then it was like, nah, like, so, like, anything like can be looked at as like right. uncomfortable or whatever. And I had to learn from that and be like, you know, I know that I didn't, you know, intend to be inappropriate or anything like that. It's just like how someone
1: else make it. Right. It's so, not about intent, it's about, it's, it's about like how other people. Um, take it in. So, yeah. yeah. So,
0: um. Aside from that, what's next on the list, sir?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> AEW has a new person on the way potentially.
0: Yeah. Um, Brian Cage. Big favorite of the Doc, Chad Matthews. What's up, Chad? I read your email. I will be responding to you um, whenever I get a chance here. But uh, shout out to Chad. Uh, one of his favorites, Brian Cage. I always have liked Brian Page from the first time I saw him at um, I believe it was a Rev Pro show Rev in Pro 2017.
1: 2017 in Orlando. Yep. He, in was
0: Orlando. Tagging, he was tagging with Elgin. Yep. Just like a perfect tag team if there ever was one. <laughs> like big dudes that do power moves and flips. Uh Brian Cage, RLPW certified. Um, a big motherfucker. Like, a really big motherfucker. Uh, I like the signing. Unique. Bring something uh, different to the game. Uh, him and Kenny had a picture on uh, Twitter at the end of last year talking about, y'all want to see this match? Everyone, of course, said yes. I think that would be fucking awesome. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Brian Cage, Cage's work, but everything I've seen, like his moveset is, is amazing. And... You know, hopefully he can talk. I don't really know too much about his promo ability and anything, but um you know
1: We would hope. ask Caleb about him, but you know, he might, you know, cry or something or get upset. Yeah. Yeah. Or be yeah. like, hey, that fucker's dead to me. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, left,
0: he left for more money. He left us. In Us
1: <laughs> Us. It's funny, like he's like the TNA guy or impact guy and he like barely watches it anymore either. <laughs> on the tuck. It's outstanding,
0: yeah, um so um uh, what what did you think when you saw this come across man?
1: I thought it's cool, um, I also think that like they're i feel like they're trying to push too many people at once at the same time, like I feel like they I think it's noble of them to try to push. Almost everybody as some type of star of or, or something important, but like sometimes we just need people to like to come out here and get whooped, or to not take or not get much time. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like, I'm just wondering. I'm like, wondering when he's gonna turn. Is he gonna be the exalted one now? That like Marty, <laughs> I'm not gonna be it. <laughs> That's funny. Like, how would how would that tie in? How would they make that one work?
0: Brian Cage, Jesus Christ! I have like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even come up with a joke. It's like I was I would say like they going to have like a a 3X bodysuit for this man <sighs> for, for all the muscles and then the mask like you just see him no unmasked like oh, Brian Hayes in the dark corner. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, an- another big signing in the wrestling world, uh Mercedes Martinez, uh allegedly is signing with NXT. And long overdue. Should have been getting paid by somebody somewhere. A long time
1: ago, right? I mean, look, she was in the first man classic, and the second man classic. Um, she's someone that got should much like um, Mia Yim um, when she got signed on her second go on her second go round. She she got signed on her first go round, just like Mia Yim should have been. Um, I, I don't I don't know what's the problem with like. You know, you're already hoarding all the good wrestlers. Why not hoard another good wrestler? I don't get it. Um, never made sense to me. She's in WWE. The people think that she might, uh, you know, transition to a coach role. Fine by me because her matches all make sense and she tries really hard. And that's all I really want. in my wrestling. I want your, I want your matches to make sense storyline wise, and I want you to try hard. That's that's it. Um, what do you- what do you
0: make of the, the thing around it? That's like the narratives come out, like AEW, like blew it when it when it came to Mercedes Martinez.
1: Um, I would say that I don't think they put her out at twenty one as the big face Joker in her, their women's casino battle royal thing. If they weren't intending on signing her, so mm-hmm. whatever happened is whatever happened.
0: Right? Because I'm like, you, my 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 take on it is like, well. Look at what the women's division, like, look at, like, all the people they brought in recently. Like, you got your Shanna's. You got your Statlander, Big Swole. Like, you know, if you were getting some, like, you know, if you were starting to fill up like that, right, you put your off-rider Mercedes Martinez, she obviously took something from WWE that you don't have, like, which is, like, that coaching position is, like, I mean, this isn't a draft. Like, it's like, you know, the, the wrestlers have a choice here. Right. So, like, you know, I, I can't really get upset with them because it's like, I mean, for me right now, it feels like the women's division is like a found money division in AEW right now. <sighs> That's it's like, polite. Like, <laughs> if they add something, great. But... I don't see it as a huge loss, like for Mercedes Martinez, because it's not like she's going to stick it to you on the other side because there's so much competition for her in WWE. So, like, it's like, if if you passed on uh on uh Lamar Jackson or you passed on if if you're the Bears, if, if right? If you the Bears and you took Trubisky over yes. uh,
1: over Mahomes or over a Deshaun or Watson and, and then you got
0: to watch a motherfucker <laughs> going to the AFC Championship or whatever, right? Immediately and like you can literally chart right. someone coming coming back and fucking you and biting right. you. Like, like I don't like think that's the case here. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. that's the case here for Mercedes Martinez. So that's yeah.
1: wh- where I'm like I, mean, I think for me is Clearly, their intention was to sign. Their intention was to sign her, so it didn't happen. So you have to be let down at some point. Now, as far as saying like, but is that going to make her break AEW? No, I don't believe so. But my the thing for me is they 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 pull out someone like a uh, Shanna. They pull out someone that a few of their fans know, and Jamie Hader. Well, who's not actually signed yet, but, you know, come do spot duty. Um, and people know her a little bit because of, like, the uh, Jimmy Havoc thing in the Stardom Tour um, and in, uh, last year. Or most of the whole year. She did two tours. Uh, but the thing is, like, they desperately need more women that the crowd knows and will pop for in, like, either A, you have to either get your wrestlers in the ring to either wrestle or cut promos in that ring or with Ross or with a camera or something and get it done to get these people to give reason to to give these people a reason to care about these women and they've only really been able to do that with Brandy who's a manager for a hill faction uh Riho Statlander and uh Sheeta like, I think in time, I think Nyla too, that's not, that'd be unfair not to mention Nyla, uh, but, like, that's really it. Like, so, they, she could have came in and been an immediate player. Like, Emi, Emi Sakura, like, I feel, I believe that, like, people know her because of the full gear match and some of the other stuff she's had, but, like, she's not a full-timer like that, right? She's gonna be coming in and out. I mean, she's on the full page. I think she's a full, on the roster page or whatever else, but, like, you know she has her own promotion to to take care of or whatever. else. She's gonna be coming back and forth, just like Rio's coming back and forth from Japan, and also like she is going back and forth with Japan to do the um, the uh, the actress stuff. So like you're all the noble faces that people can immediately attach to the better. So for me, i am like yes, yeah, a loss is it the end of the world? No. Yeah.
0: But, um yeah, good for Mercedes Martinez. Uh, get the bag. You deserved it a long time ago. Yep. Um, and thank you, AEW, for existing, for allowing people to, <laughs> you know, use them as leverage or whatever it took to get her, you know, for WWE. Be like, all right, we're going to finally get her. Right. I'm happy for her because she's a really nice lady, and she's a hell of a wrestler. So, and we get that fucking Ray Home WWE theme song. You know. Yep. So I get to I get to, you know, listen to that. So You already know. You know, I could I couldn't, you know, talk about Mercedes Martinez and not talk about the music.
1: Got to talk about the music. Well, speaking of AEW. There was in your estimation a half hour of dynamite last week that absolutely sucked. Yes. Um, okay. So what in short detail what does it what does this half hour cover? Besi- so, so I know you're talking about this women's title match. What else covers this?
0: Yes. So um they have the the women's title match, mm-hmm. the end of the women's title match the fucking uh like the brandy being on commentary um you have the sammy guevara and uh christopher daniels um, oh yeah and then pentagon coming out and the dark order coming out immediately it's like yo you're sticking the dark order and the nightmare collective together like a sandwich like yeah this is a big mac And on the upper part of the bun, you got the Dark Order. And the lower part, you've got the Nightmare Collective. But we're going to feed them to you together. That's what it seems like here. So it was about 8.30 to 9 o'clock. I thought this show sunk to levels I've never seen this show sink to. And I was like, this is not good. This is not what I want to watch. (laughs) <laughs> this is WWE. This is like, why the fuck are y'all doing this? Don't go down this direction. They are in the midst of trying to establish this stuff, but like, it's been so long. It's like, all we wanted was Rio versus Chris Statlander with a clean finish. You have Brandy on commentary, burying everything and everyone sounding very unnatural you have all the interference in the match you have them having a good match in between all that stuff Darren
1: Miller having a really good match or they were headed towards having a really good match
0: and it was like come on man and this was it it was very disappointing and then um the 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 Rio gets the accidental victory and it's like great And people are being really mean to Rio online right now, talking about you're never around and you're in Japan and come back and lose a title and fuck off and everything like that and it's just yo, like so you can put the belt on who. Statlander. Oh my. So the um I, I you know, the nightmare collective thing, I've come on here and I've said I will allow them I will allow Brandy to show us whatever she's trying to show us. Well, I'm not seeing it, Brandy. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's nothing I, I want anything to do with. And I believe I said, I would love to see the Nightmare Colette walk to Alaska after this segment. Because <laughs> for me, it's not really needed. And it sucks for Brandy because it's like, you know, I've talked about it before. It's like, no one wants her to do anything. Like, they just want her to sit there and look pretty in the dress and be next to Cody or do that, or do less than that. Even and then, it's like you're not really that good of a wrestler. You can talk, but you're playing this heel character that makes no sense. You know that just comes out of nowhere. There's so much stuff that, as long as you've been setting this up, that has not been laid out. And then right. Doctor Luther, Doctor oh, Luther comes out.
1: That that that's the one that Japanese
0: Deathmatch Legend, whatever the fuck that means, uh, comes out and gets involved.
1: Why don't, and then, hey, why don't he
0: take his? Ass why is, is this know? motherfucker here? And then it's like, oh, this is a nepotism, another nepotism thing. Oh, this is Chris Jericho's homeboy. <laughs> this is Chris Jericho's best man at his wedding or whatever. So it's like, uh, well, the fuck. Like, and then I'm like, well, yeah. And then I hear Austin Gunn get signed. It's like, who the fuck was checking for Austin Gunn anywhere? Billy Gunn's son. Everyone um, that doesn't <laughs> know. And it's like.
1: It's Billy huh? Gunn's son.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like, huh? And then it's like, I know you're trying to sign Chris Bay right now. Like, him and Cody might as well just start fucking each other on Twitter. They're liking each other's posts and all this other stuff. And he's in the AEW. Sign Chris Bay. Do something with him. Like, break the stigma that's starting to, like, emerge because what's happening is we're starting to put you under a microscope and, and hold your stuff up. And it's like, yo, this, 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 and this is not Lining up with division, and I understand the way wrestling is when someone tells you something, you're like, Oh, yeah, all right, now let's see what's really gonna happen. We're seeing what's really happening right now, and there are signs here that are like, Yo, there is nepotism ridden, it is, you know, there's a reluctance from even media.
1: You said a like, reluctance. Like,
0: Yes, there's a reluctancy yep. for, uh, to uh, cover this stuff and call it what it is, like from Dave. like I don't know how you watch this match and you'd be like, Statlander's the problem. I don't understand that. Wait, what? Um, re- yeah, and then rather than saying, yeah, this Nightmare Collective shit is a miss or whatever <sighs> completely, it's an air ball right now. Yeah, like, he's
1: been like, most has been all over the place with like, um, like being, ro- o- being like wrong and over positive and wrong and like negative with, uh, AEW's women division. Like, when he gave, uh, the full, the, uh, the Emmy's, uh, Sakura and Ryo match from Full Gear four stars, I'm like, no, bro. Like, I, no, <laughs> that is not a four star fucking match. I've seen Rio have like five better matches than Stardom. I wouldn't give none of the matches four stars. So, nah, I will, I give <laughs> one of her matches four stars. But, nah, like, no, and I, then, I, like, you know, really the, weird, really
0: the dark border angle continue with that. Like, the Sammy G thing, like, they do back-to-back, like, distraction finishes, and it's like, what happened to beating someone clean? Right. What happened to, you know, I know you want to do your Daniels and Pentagon thing, and, you know, I'm Nobody actually, wants that. It's like, yo, why, it's like, we're, we're building, we gave Sammy G, uh, like, another distraction When You can't have him look, like, impressive. It's like, you're having him wrestle with these old guys, and it's like, this guy doesn't need to learn how to work. Like, he's a great fucking wrestler. Like, let him tear it up and then go in there with Moxley. To me, it just didn't really help him. Um, Daniels actually kind of looked decent in the match, but he didn't like, like, he's playing like he's washed up. He's not actually washed up. But th- this half hour just was a complete, like, that's not where AEW needs to go. This half hour is just like, it was dreadful. And luckily, the show got back on track uh, when, you know, the Rose Brothers fought the uh, Lucha Brothers. And after that, and then the main event angle kind of worked out. But I think this is one of the weakest shows that they've done, that they put together. Um, I I originally called it like a wacky Memphis show, where they did wacky (laughs) Memphis stuff on it. But it was like, yo, who's going to tell them about a Nightmare Coletta? Because it's like, been a, okay. I've laid all this stuff out for Brandy. Okay. So I, put, been, I put everything out there that it could be for Brandy. My, my bad, Jeff. But that it could be for Brandy, it's like, we know what she's fighting against, but she just has to produce and she's not producing.
1: Yeah, and it's a thing that she, like. it do not matter who you put behind it. Like, end of the day, it's Awesome Kong at age whatever who hasn't wrestled uh, regularly in who knows how many years. Like, no, it doesn't, at the end of the day, unless they come up with one of the best smoke and mirror shows, and even when they have Cody, his smoke and mirror shows ain't the best either, it's not going to work, so what we're setting up for is Statlander gets pulled away from the title to go face those, those, those fuckers, so I almost said those people, but I like, I was like, well, that, that's racist. It was like, but I'm black. Anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so then <clears throat> from there, like th- that's one problem. Two is like, okay, so what's next for the champion? And if you tell me Britt Baker again, after she's after Britt Baker does nothing but fucking lose on TV, but it's so it manages to have in like a 74 record. Uh, even like them was what's been on. Like I don't remember her winning since <laughs> well since Full Gear. I don't remember her winning since Full Gear. I have to look. All those just had to be on Dark. And if you tell me that you know, if so, if you want to tell me that, well, you know, Dark is this important? Isn't this third? You gonna to have to kill me. You have to do more than tell me about Dark two times one week and like never, like every and you know almost never. Like I feel like they talk about Dark once every three weeks. So if you want to talk about why Britt Baker deserves to go at Reho again, you so need to get dark turning. a lot harder.
0: Like, like she's clearly turning. So like, right. She's trying to do process of elimination now. Right. And it's like, well, it seems like she's going to get another shot.
1: Right. So, so there's also that. And the main thing for me is in. <sighs> do not. I'll repeat. Do not. Future promotions. Do not. I'm going to say it again, do not make your tag team match about the the fill-in-the-blank of a man. Don't do it. Do not have James Ellsworth uh, drop down a fucking uh, briefcase to Carmella. Do not have, in the middle of a title match, a motherfucker come from underneath as their debut for the match. Don't. Find another match to do it on, or don't do it all. Don't do it, <coughs> especially was, when you marginalize your time on te- on air anyway in the promotion. Don't do it.
0: This was the lowest of the low. This and they, and, and
1: and they ruined a fucking match in the middle of the, a good match in the middle of that. And so that like so from Russell Kingdom, those two weeks with J-White's bullshit, those two days with J-White's bullshit. Then to get to Wednesday and they did this, I was furious. I was furious. I was like, fuck off. This is bullshit. Like, just have a fucking match. Why do why does it always have to be bullshit or whatever else? Like, just let just beat somebody. That's all I want to watch. Somebody goes in a ring and you beat them, and it's not the end of the world because it's a competitive sport and people lose. Yep. AEW seemed to have known this for the first was this week 14. I've lost count. The things be fourteen. <laughs> they have known this for the first thirteen weeks. They don't know it on fourteen.
0: Yeah, very disappointing. Um, just, just bad. <laughs> just a bad block of TV, and it's like they
1: can, they can, t- they can make Cody not be champion ever again, but they can't beat Chris Statlander. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um.
0: Bad news, and and yeah, I not not a fan. I was like going to be very negative on this on the show, and I don't want to be. It's like I I I think like AEW is in a place where the highs are so high, it just makes the lows seem that much lower. Like ultimately, (laughs) the the Nightmare Collective is a lower card. Like it's never going to be higher than anything then fifth from right. the top but it's also right in the now, con- right
1: right but it's also in the context of the butcher bunny and blade and also dark order and it's like none of them none of them three acts are popping right now in the way that maybe they think they could and i think like the dark order is trending up ever since they started doing the uh showing you the cult stuff more but i still have the taste of that uh of that end of the year match where they laid out all the stars and i was like that's not what i want to watch because like these are there's a mid-card at beating all the dudes that are drawing on top. Fuck out of my face. So, yeah, yeah I just...
0: Like, there's uh, there's, only, there's only so mad I can get about it because it's so low. I won't, but like don't let this shit creep any higher.
1: Yeah, like too much sports. And, and also, is like, I'm fine where it's at if it was taking up less time. Actually, I take that back. You're right. I also want it taking up less time. I'm tired of seeing them come out every, almost every single week and just, like, Get to the point. Like, this shit happened. Like, Brandy laid out Jamie Hayter in Pittsburgh. That was 11 weeks ago. We don't know what the fuck they want. We don't know what the, why they even came together. What caused all this this big, gigantic turn out of uh, Brandy? Nothing.
0: She that one promo where she was like, we do the stuff that no one else wants to do, but I don't know what that means. Like- exactly.
1: It's, <laughs> it's a mystery. It, I was saying it to Floyd when Floyd was like, them like I was ODing on it I was like it's mystery box bullshit it's the same shit that Vince does or or did with uh Bray Wyatt or any other spooky character we have an idea of doing something that looks cool but we don't know exactly what to do with it so we'll keep it vague to keep you interested and then eventually people will be like all right well where's Sister Abigail how come Liv Morgan's Sister Abigail how come Paige is Sister Abigail how come any white woman is not Sister Abigail I don't I don't want this shit fuck off either get to the point or step off it's been 11 weeks. That is more than enough time for you to tell me what you want to do. In 10 weeks, it took Becky Lynch from from being a mid-card to the biggest star in the company. 10 weeks is plenty of time to do something. You had 11. Get to it.
0: Yeah. It's, um, there was something else I want to say, but I can't remember. But, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it's just not good. Like, <laughs> it's just not good. Uh, flat out. And, um, yeah, I I can't remember what what I was going to say, but, uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that is pretty much the end of the show. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, stardom talk. Yeah. Stardom talk.
0: So, you know what that means, uh, James, you got to load it up.
1: Uh, yeah, I got to load it up.
0: (laughs) So, you know what it is? It's time to hit the music.
1: Okay, so, um, last we left off, that dirty, rotten, sorry scoundrel, uh, Sakigashima turn heel on the icon, Mayu Iwatani. Um, yeah, so, those were the two matches that were up at the time when we were talking about, like, the, the rest of the show has filled out. I'm not gonna go through the card, cause like, not, matches are just okay, but um, other things I wanted to talk about as far storyline pro- progression. Uh, Tam just on one of the shows like Tam just unilaterally just says yep Big Saya you're in stars just just adds her right in and to keep I mind this is where where Lil' at she's already in stars uh, okay yeah yeah uh, so um, we
0: keep we keeping uh you know Team Thirty Eight together you know <laughs> yes I guess you know? we're
1: keeping the Infinity Team together yes know? uh Team Jobber uh so Team Lil Saya Big Saya. <laughs> So so then from there um it, it, keep in mind like that happened the day before uh Saki turned heel so it was like oh in retrospect now it's like oh it was you, a setup. You, you've been you've been replaced we uh, shuffling uh, Yeah. so uh the next day uh Nasco actually adds dust to Oreo so like now their roster looks a little a lot better uh so i mean she ooh. Is she their best worker? Uh, let's see. Yeah, she's her. Yeah, she's their best wrestler. I haven't seen Dust aside
0: from like you know in New York. She mm-hmm. was fine there. I've um, seen you're...
1: enough to I've seen enough to believe that she's better than Asuka, Torah, Natsu, Samire, Saki, Kashima, and oh, Jamie. I'm sorry, Jamie. So she's the second best worker.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. So. <laughs>
0: don't be a lover be a hater
1: <laughs> yeah so um the match i had uh i had asked uh, you had looked at so um that was from the the or the sorry the uh, fourth kfc yeah the fourth it was I uh, i can't some some stadium that's like normally uh not stadium but arena that or venue that um tokyo joshi pro runs from time to time it uh, i it felt like they ran it cuz it's closer to Tokyo Dome and then like you find out that like oh like some stardom wrestlers are going to be in a Tokyo dome, Tokyo Dome uh pre show dark match. It's like, oh, this wasn't just for the fans, it was also for them. <laughs> we gotta all ass to get to the dome. So um anyway, uh the match we're talking about is uh Jungle Kiona and uh Jungle Kyona, Konami and Layla Hirsch versus b jamie in Zoe sky dust what do you thought what do you think about the match thought it was a good match
0: um jungle did a lot of selling they beat her ass for a long time uh layla hirsch got in and she looked like she was just like a low center of gravity out of the chad gable school like of throwing suplexes and being athletic and she was like really kind of fun to see um it was hilarious. B got six times as many streamers as she normally gets, which is she got a grand total of six. Um, <laughs> you know, I, J, Jamie may have got one, maybe. Um, and then they bring in Dust. So, I, I mean, I thought it was cool. Uh, Konami was awesome when she got in. Uh, so very fast in, in all her movements and, and impressive with her strikes. Uh, I thought, you know, this made me want to see a tag match with them that's going to be happening ironically right. you know the cork show uh is so how I, that
1: works right yeah it,
0: it made me actually want to see it like so um and but I, I think the the big story here like i don't i don't know why this was like they just want to protect all the champions but they did the finish um, uh, with with layla hirsch getting the um pin on dust no but here. you see how
1: she got the pin
0: yes she ran up the ropes uh, and then, like, did, like, a like a moonsault back, I believe. And yeah, like, she was,
1: did, like, a, like, a, I don't know. Like, the best way to explain is like, you know how... She vertical, did, like,
0: three things in a match. She did a, those suplexes, and then she did the finish.
1: Right. Like, basically, how do I explain this? Like, you know how uh, Bushi does the golden triangle uh, flip out to the floor? She basically right. did, like... She basically did, like, a version of our triple jump version of that on the ropes, except going back to him, the moonsault on the inside of uh, uh, the ring. It was like, what the, and the, it was just weird. It was like, I've never seen someone. I was not expecting her to do that. I just was like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. And she could begin to win. That was cool. The thing that was cool for me was, um, the story of all of this is, um, they're setting up to where it's like the, the heat is Jamie or jungle versus Jamie and, konami versus b and it seems like i mean i look through this like konami's never beaten b jungle's never beaten jamie in a singles match um and if you also go back to the grand prix this year jungle got hurt when uh when jungle already had a jacked up shoulder and was heavily taped up and then Jamie ended up hitting her with, like, a crazy-ass, like, a choke slam looking thing, and her shoulder popped out the socket. So, like, they're also playing on that with the shoulder and her doing all that selling. Um, so, like, it's... I can't wait to see this match. Like, they had a match in um, Tag League. Oh. It was really good, too. It was one of the better matches in Tag League. One of the few ones that I would say was I would recommend to people to watch. But I feel like they're going to have an even better one now. Like, they're... Konami and, and B together, like... And then, and then their time in a tag match like it was it was very very damn good. And after the match,
0: um, it was funny. Jungle did her promo in Japanese, and then she swapped it to English and was like, "You are going to die!" Like (laughs) she she made sure she understood.
1: Yes. Yeah, like they've they've been okay. So the day before that, the day before, like they they done they did a. January 2nd, 3rd, and 4th shows. This was January 4th, but the the day before, they had another match with, a, like, a six-person tag where they end up on opposite ends, and they were going at it, too. Like, they've been they've been pushing heavy on this match as far as how much they dislike each other. Like, in fact, um, they did the press conference, I think, this morning, or whatever, or, you know, yesterday, their time. Uh, and, like, they're starting to shoot like I don't want to say hot shoddy, but like they're starting to actually push like personal animosity in like their matchups at in Korokin. Um and it really started uh probably when Tag League start jumping off when you had like <laughs> Starlight Kids slapping Jungle but I've been noticing like it's been picking up and then like you had the Julia and Hannah stuff and how personal that got or them like beating the hell out of each other and then like uh, Arisa and Utami they're starting to get physical like mm. they they slapped each other they had a like a a slap contest in the uh, press conference <laughs> today too hey,
0: you so, know what that makes me think of
1: what <laughs> you remember
0: Slap Fist? oh god So, if y'all never heard of Slapfest, go on YouTube, type in Hot 97 Slapfest. So, they used to bring two people up to the radio station, stand them right in front of each other, and they'd be like, yeah, you can only swing a certain amount of distance. And the goal was to slap the other person, essentially, you know, back and forth. Like, who would stand up and who would win? Who would do the most damage? Who would not want to continue? Every so often, you would get someone that would cop back a little too hard or, like, cup their hand or hit somebody in the neck, and then they'd do all these warnings. So I find it amazing that 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 uh, Slapfest is transcending culture and, and jumped over to to uh, stardom.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they watched her listen to the hot 90s. I'm sure they was sure keeping it locked. Like, in the middle of 2000s, yes. She right.
0: right. was tuned in listening to Slapfest
1: <laughs> or Slapfest when she's like what 13 or some shit like that satellite (laughs) satellite (laughs) okay yeah so i mean that's really all i got uh you got anything else you want to uh uh say though before we get off the show
0: oh man uh go
1: go
0: go run my my numbers up uh you know just dropped a new song called say me Uh, i'm just gonna shamelessly plug it every show every week probably have a new song um yeah, been uh, working hard on them and, you know, put them out. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, try not to be racist so we don't have to come talk about you. Uh, there was a very funny Gabe Sapolsky and David Starr interaction uh, that was on Twitter today where Gabe Sapolsky caught himself trying to expose David Starr, but David ultimately making David Starr's point that you don't pay anybody. Um,
1: so, so you should probably no, no, do that. He doesn't pay Anybody, or oh, yeah. doesn't pay everyone
0: everyone correct correct which
1: is still a problem
0: correct and then you know it brings up the the conversation of paying dues which is bullshit uh just pay we know you're being bankrolled by wwe use some of that money um there's a lot of stuff and then david star got into it check it out i think he's since deleted it but you can find it somewhere if you look hard enough um yeah so that that you know trying kind to of thing yeah Anything else? Uh, no. Nah. Um, so, you know, I guess we can roll.
1: Yeah, that's the end of the show. Um, rate us on the app you're using listen to this. Uh, tell people about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, check out our friends at Powerslam.tv, they're the sponsor of the show. Um, you can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial of uh, Powerslam.tv. Also, check us out on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, at com slash Social Suplex. Pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise, uh, and be sure to check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays, we normally have the show, One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. And on every other Wednesday, we have Grumman and Washes Shit. On Thursdays, we have Get in the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey, make sure y'all, uh, if you feel so compelled... Uh, drop a uh hit up that donation link that's on, on the show on Red Circle. If you uh click on One Nation Radio right underneath it, go ahead and check it out.
1: That's it y'all. Later. Peace.